Welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRIR. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm Bobby Howe. Bobby, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I just, what, it's February already. How did that happen? How did January just go boom? It was like, it was like a week happened in January, and then it was February all of a sudden. How did that happen? It was like a year happened in January. In that first week. In reality, we're only recording this on January 7th. And it still felt like we're, we're you know, it's, it is 2022. It's nuts. It is. We're, we're moving right on. But you know what that means, though? If this is coming out February 10th, do you know what that means? Is right around the corner? Oh, what? Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's oh. Day. Yeah. Do you do anything for Valentine's Day? Is that a thing? So, yeah, kind of. But it's always, it's always like a here here's an acknowledgement of the day and you know it's not like a yeah i don't know we don't we don't like make a big thing out of it we used yeah. to like we used to go to like a fancy restaurant and and stuff on valentine's day try to but you know the the stress of trying to get a reservation on valentine's day was always uh, kind of more than it was worth plus i'm a pretty decent cook Right. And so it's really fine for me to just go ahead and make a dinner. Um, and it usually is fine and is less hassle, especially during COVID times. And, um, you know, maybe we'll drop the kid off at a grandparent's house and make her spend the night there or something like that. It's like, um, that's, uh, that's about, that's about as, as Valentine's day E as, as we'd probably get this year. You know, it's Sunday. You know, some of the, my friends in other parts of the country, realtor friends, uh-huh. I, have, I have multiple kinds of friends, not just realtor friends. Let's be, sure. let's be very clear with that. But some really? of my realtor friends, yeah, I know. And I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast in February's past. So if we have, sorry, but maybe we have new listeners that have never heard this before, is what they will do is they will start in early January. They will call and get between 10 to 20 uh, restaurant reservations underneath their name and then they will offer it out to their client base especially to the males like the week before thing uh thanksgiving the week before valentine's day and say hey did you forget to make a, a reservation at a restaurant here take this one and they'll call and change it over to their name it's a really great way to like save some people's hides who forgot to get those reservations in early january and then they were all gone now with covid i have no idea how Valent- this will be our first covid valentine's day because we didn't really have this this time last year it's true it's be interesting I wonder how many more. See, I've never been the person like, we don't really do anything. We don't go out. To, well, first off, we don't eat in restaurants for the most part. Anyways, we never have for 20 some years. So that just, we'll get carry out and eat at the house. We don't typically yeah. eat in a restaurant. Um, but we've never been the like big teddy bear and box of chocolates person or the chocolate shaped, you know, uh, rose or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes there's some flowers involved, but it's like, I'd rather have flowers other times of the year. Heck, sure. half the time I go to the grocery store, I buy myself a bouquet and stick it in a vase because I like it. So I do usually try to do flowers. I feel like, but yeah. but even then it's like, gosh, here's, it's, here you go. And she's like, ha ha ha. It's more like of a funny thing yeah. to her than anything else. So flowers are like fireworks to me. It's just gonna, I'm just basically burning my money or I'm just throwing it away because it's going to die real quick. It's going to die. Gotta, then they, they fall off and they make a mess and then they stick to your trash bag, especially if it's like roses with, I hate, and I'm not a rose person. I'm, I'm a Gerber daisy. I'm a lot of happy flowers. I do not like roses. I, Here, I, enjoy this foliage that you will soon have to dispose of. 
right? That's, and then that's you, the deal. Well, and then you have like the dilemma of like if they came in a, a vase, do I keep the vase? Do I just throw away some glass? Am I being, you know, like I hate that like decision of like, I don't need 75 vases, but I still <laughs> feel stupid throwing one. I mean, it's perfectly acceptable piece of glass. Oh, Bobby, when we were moving, uh, my, my wife kept every, because my parent or my, my in-laws are huge plant people. And so we get plants all, all the time, uh, mm -hmm. which means we get flowers a lot of the time. And we end up with, with exactly what you're saying, just a ton of vases. And I figured that we were just kind of throwing them away. Like mm -hmm. I figured like, but when we moved, I realized that there was like an entire shelf in a closet that Sarah had dedicated to every, and some of them just straight up ugly, just yes. every vase that we had. Some of them were like green, like box vases. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not using the green box vase again, Sarah. Mm -hmm. So we threw a lot of those away. And now I keep, I keep a close eye on the vases. It's just a vase hoarder. It's, it's a thing. I don't want, I don't, I, I can't handle vase hoarding or, or really any kind of hoarding. Hoarding at I'm all. A, I'm a thrower away. Yeah. Bobby, what are, what are we talking about today? Oh, we're going to bring on uh, your HMLS president, Heartland MLS president, Ms. Mrs. Angela Lofton. We're going to talk to her about being president because we had our other president on our last episode, or KCRAR president. We're going to bring her. That's what's so cool about us is we have two presidents every year. It's true. A lot we, of associations we, don't get that. We, do. we can't leave. We can't leave Angela out, even though she really, really is nervous about coming on. We need to be really tough. We need to be like really tough at first, like ask some really hard questions and That's right. you know, freak I, her out. I'm going to put on my best Chris Wallace. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put on my Beth, best Beth, my my Beth, my Beth Cooper Anderson. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Cooper today. Nice, nice. Like I don't know. Or it you could mean be Anderson Cooper. It could be Anderson Cooper. Yeah, it's fine. Anderson Cooper, Cooper Anderson. It's Whoa. been a long night. It's still we're still. I did not get any rest between this episode and the last episode due to the puppy. Did we even talk about the puppy on the last episode? I don't think we talked about the puppy. Oh, you have a super cute puppy. I have a super high maintenance puppy is what yeah, I have. It's so cute. I know. That's, he's, he's handful. So we have a golden retriever puppy. We got him when he was eight weeks old. It's January when we're recording this. So he's now, actually today, he's 11 weeks old today. Wow. And um, he's, he's fun, um, but he's too young to fully crate train. And he's got a little separation anxiety when like even someone like leaves the room, he gets oh. real like, oh, where, where did he go? Where did my friend go? Oh no. So our, our way right now so that we can get any sleep at all is um, we've put a, an extra twin mattress on the floor in the basement and we sleep down there with him. I take the 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift. And then at 3 a.m., my husband comes down and takes 3 a.m. till 7, 8 a.m. Usually it's like 7 a.m. And if he wakes up, we take him out to potty and then he comes back in and he'll sometimes he'll sleep on the twin mattress with us, sometimes he'll sleep on the floor next to us. But right now it's basically like having an infant, but an infant that doesn't wear a diaper. So you have to keep an eye on them at all times to make sure that they're not making messes, which I think we're, get, we're getting pretty close on potty training. We are getting nowhere on crate training at all. Yeah. It, it, crate training's hard. Yeah. Crate training is harder to me than potty training is. I, and so. I know that it's different for every dog, but, but for us, potty training was pretty easy. 
yeah. the crate training thing just, we stopped. That's, I'm, um, we gave up, we gave up on that. And it, and, and to be honest with you, I, I don't regret it. Um, our dog, our, our dog is okay. Uh, like we can, we can handle it. Um, yeah. but it, it was just too hard to crate train them. And part of it's cause man, I just, I like to, I like to cuddle that little booger. What's you, what, know? you know, like it's, it's, it's rough. The nights are long right now, but like yeah. at 2 AM when he comes and cuddles in your arms and licks your face and just wants to lay there, you're like, Oh, Who, who's going to reject that? Right. I who's going to, who's going to lock that in a cage. And then and when he, when you do like, he just, he doesn't calm down and yeah. just, it just breaks your little heart. Like I'm hurting him and I'm not, yeah. it's safe for him, but you know, we may get to the point of crate training him overnight, but I don't know that we'll ever get the point of crate training during the day. Like it's just, yeah. Like, but, he needs to be able to stay in there if we're gone from the house. I, I, he needs a place. Yeah, he's going to be big. I, he, well, he's 11 weeks old and he's 21 and a half pounds yeah. at 11 weeks. He's, he's four pounds lighter than my dog right now. And my yeah, dog and is dog? seven years old. Yeah. So, yep. And we, we were at the vet last week, so he's had to have a series of shots. So we were at the vet last week when he was 10 weeks and he was 19 pounds. So he gained two and a half pounds in one week. Yeah, no, he's got to be great trained during the day. But at night, you got to, you know, uh, you're going to need to get it. Do you have a king bed? We, we, we just got a king bed. Did I not tell the Tempur-Pedic story? You did tell the, yeah, did. you did tell the Tempur-Pedic so story. We just got the king bed and now Good. no one's sleeping in it. Well, one of us sleeps in it at a time. And it's like, wow, I have all of the space in the world. But it's like, yeah. So we do you, have a king you bed. You need one of those for a dog that size. If he's going to be sleeping in your bed, you got you to have one of those. Right our now, sleeps in our bed every every night, and so does our cat. Yeah, our cat and our dog oh. sleep in our bed like every night with us, and we've got like it's it's really nice. It's that's, very nice and warm and sweet. That's our next thing to 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 overcome is the cat and the dog. Yeah. Um, because the cat's used to being an only cat. Sure. It still is an only cat, but the only pet, right. and she will he will just be sleeping, and she'll just walk by him and hiss at him like. He didn't do nothing to you. Yeah, that's and, that's how they that's how they do. Yeah, and at first he was he was scared of her. When she would hiss, he would go run away and be like, oh. "Well, now he's discovered a voice." So when she hisses at him, he barks back, and then it's like this like standoff situation. Oh, no. It's you see what he doesn't understand yet is that that cat could kill him. Yeah, like that's could. the thing. I my so my cat uh, is only about seven pounds. Okay, um, she's very. Uh, small but very fluffy she's a Maine Coon um yep. so she's an extraordinarily small Maine Coon most Maine Coons get up to like 25 pounds like they're big cats yep. um but she is not very big uh, I think that there was some malnourishment really early on in her life but she had experience with dogs before we adopted her she uh, had multiple boxers in her house uh, before the adoption agency or not adoption agency that's not I know what you mean but you know rescue I mean. shelter before the the shelter uh, got a hold of her um, and so it was really crazy the first day that we had her she she was fine with our dog, but mm -hmm. we kind of kept them isolated for a couple of weeks before right. we introduced them. But, you know, she didn't seem to really mind hearing him outside the door. She mm -hmm. heard my neighbor at the time's boxer, and I swear to God, this cat barked <laughs> at that box. I'm serious. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. And Maine Coons are notorious for being a lot like dogs in, yeah. in the way that they behave anyway. Mm -hmm. So she heard this, this dog bark. And she just goes, she stops cold and she goes, 
And I'm like, and I, I haven't heard her do it since. It's the, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I've had this cat now for five years. Yeah. I, have, I haven't heard her do it again since. I'm just waiting for the day that she decides to bark okay. again because um, I, I know she can do it. Right. I, nobody believes me. My wife, I don't think my wife was there when it happened. It's just you by yourself. No, I'm just Hallucinating. Like, yeah, I look like a crazy person, you know, well, but what's new? You do look like a crazy person, but it has nothing to do with your cat barking story. <gasps> ah! They well, you know, see me. That's, the new ex- that's the new expansion pack for exploding kittens is barking cats or barking kittens, barking whatever. Oh. It's a fun game. If you've not played exploding kittens, you really need to. There's floating kittens, streaking kittens, and floating kittens, and now I think it's barking kittens is the, the newest wow. fun. It's a lot of kittens. It is a lot of kittens. It's a lot of diversity in the kitten world. The, the, the cards are so funny and so somewhat inappropriate sometimes, but my seven-year-old thinks they're, or eight-year-old, he's eight now, he thinks they're hilarious. So, you know, sometimes he talks about cat farts and things like that. So that's, yeah, it's funny stuff. For, totally off topic. I have to ask though, because I didn't think that this was a thing. I feel like I've gotten too old for Cards Against Humanity. Like that was a thing that I really enjoyed. Like I just got a big kick out of it. And now I, I don't. Mm. What does that mean about me? Am I becoming uptight? Stodgy. Yeah, you're becoming stodgy. I, I am. I'm becoming, I'm, I'm, I'm old. Have you tried? Have you tried what do you meme? You should try what do you meme. No, you I haven't. Oh, you should do that one. I, they're, they're, also, I do enjoy Quiplash on, uh, uh, have you ever played that? It's a, no. oh, are you guys familiar with Jackbox games? Oh my no. gosh, I'm going to blow your guys' mind. And, and this is not an advertisement, okay? This is, this is not, or not a paid advertisement anyway. Not a paid, it's an advertisement, but it's not paid. Okay, Here we go. Jackbox games, you guys, is one of the coolest things that you can find on the app store, okay? Okay. So what it is, is it, they're games that you play with your friends that involve their cell phones, like their cell phone is the controller. And it's basically like Cards Against Humanity or you know, mm-hmm. Apples to Apples or, or what have you in digital form on your TV and you know, you're typing your answer Ooh. in on your phone and that's Quiplash. There are also like 24 or and actually maybe like 29 other games that uh, this company has made. And I have not played a single one that hasn't been super fun. And one of the best party games. It's so much fun. And you can do it. You can do it virtually. You can do it from afar. Right. um, With some like Zoom hacking. It's a good time. Hacking. It's a good time. Are we encouraging our audience to hack? No, I don't mean illegal hacking. Uh I mean like, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Were we supposed to talk about anything of substance before we brought Angela on? Well, we need to do a book bit and we need to talk about our star rating Habitat for Humanity dollar thingy-majigger. Ooh, those are important things. Those are very important things. Well, I, I, you want me to talk about the Habitat for Humanity thing? Sure, this I time? talked about it last time. I had we it nailed. We did talk about it last time. Look, we need ratings, okay? <laughs> we need ratings and... You know what Habitat for Humanity needs? Money. Money. And so KCRAR has decided to bridge both of those gaps. Bridge. They have decided. Rainbow. What? what? It's a rainbow. It's a bridge. It's I made a, a bridge with my hands and I made a rainbow. Oh my gosh. 
The people couldn't see it, Bobby. I, all right, any, anyway, here's, here's what KCRR is planning to do. For every rating we receive between now and when? April. April. Sometime in April. Between now and April, every rating we re receive, we're going to donate $1 to Habitat for Humanity. It doesn't matter if you're from the Kansas City Metro. No. It doesn't matter, uh, frankly, it doesn't matter if you even listen to the podcast. But you'd have to hear the podcast to know we're, to do. We're going to make sure nope. people, people find out about this even if they don't listen, right? We want, yep. we Posting want on social media. every rating to, we're going to contribute $1 to awesome. Habitat for Humanity. But we really need to get as many ratings as we can. I mean, we, we can really end up donating a lot. Well, that's, that's the spiel about, about that. Okay. Book bit? So now, are you ready for your book bit? Are you prepared? I'm always ready. Always prepared. You're always prepared. Always prepared. Right. Do, 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 Bobby's book bit. Casey. Bark. So, because I had a rare bark. <laughs> well done. Well done. Chair. I liked it. All right. I cannot believe I have not done this book either. Okay. Who moved my cheese by Spencer Johnson? We've not done Who Moved My Cheese. I know it's cheesy. It's fine. And yet. That's cheesy. That was cheesy. I know, right? You liked it. All right. So Who Moved My Cheese is a parable um, that in order to stop fearing what lies ahead and instead thrive in an environment of change and uncertainty, which I'm pretty sure we're in a bunch of time of change and uncertainty for the last year. Um, so my favorite quote, and I actually use this quote a lot, and I think a lot of people do, and they don't even realize it's from this book, but it's, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Um, and it's, it speaks for so many things in our lives that we stop ourselves from doing things just because we're afraid. So there are three rules in the book, and it's number one, stop thinking too much about your cheese and start chasing it. Um, every minute you spend wondering what success looks like, how to get it, whether it's possible, and how you'll feel in the future is a minute not spent working towards that. Humans are complicated beings, but that doesn't mean we have to make everything complicated. One of the things that I see realtors do, especially brand new agents, but even experienced agents, is they get into analysis paralysis or paralysis by analysis. They forever making sure I've got everything in my database before I ever send an email and everything's got to look perfect and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And they never actually do the work. They just spend all the time preparing to do the work. So this book talks about stop doing the preparing, just do it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. Go do them actually work as opposed to just looking at the work. The second one is even the biggest cheese does not last forever. So try to see change coming. You eat the cheese, it goes away. No supply of cheese can last forever. Change is always bound to happen sooner or later. Instead of fooling yourself that things will stay the same forever, always keep an eye open for change. We're in a real estate market that is constantly changing. You know, about a, a year ago this time, we thought the market was gonna fail because of COVID and yet it, it changed, but in a positive way, some ways positive, some ways negative, and that we don't have any supply. But agents get, they find their groove. They find that this is how the market is and how it's always going to be that way. It's not. It's always going to be changed. And so you've got to be currently working. The third lesson is don't worry. There's always new, new cheese to be had. The minute you start moving, things will improve. 
After having found the courage to move on despite your fears, fear's grip on you will never be as strong as it used to be. And that's so often we finally just do that thing we've been putting off and then we do it and realize, well, that wasn't so hard. And from then on, when you finally do that, it's easier to just keep doing it. Overall for the book, it describes a pattern of embracing change, finding success, looking out for more change and embracing it again. It's just a cycle that we could going on and it helps you cultivate a much more optimistic attitude about life. And that is Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Love it. Even though it is a cheesy book. It is a cheesy book. All right. I think it's time to bring on Angela. Let's bring on Angela. Let's get her. Let's be on time this time. Angela! Hey, Bobby. Uh, I know this is... This is going to be a surprise to you, um, but this year's recharge event is going to be virtual. What? Does that blow your mind? Craziness. Look, here's the deal. We have an incredible lineup of speakers in store. That's right. So mark your calendars for March 25th for a virtual event filled with exceptional speakers giving you bite-sized presentations. We've got Lee Brown, Elizabeth Mendenhall, Mara Neal, and our very own Bobby Howe. Wait, and what? And more. Oh, and more. Although, why even... would we, sorry, why would we need more? I don't know, because that, I mean, that's that's pretty full right there. This is, wow, this is spoiler alert. I found out I was speaking at it. No, just kidding. I already knew I was. So, of course, we will miss being able to get together in person, but going virtual for recharge has its perks. This event is going to be completely free for our members to attend. So the registration is going to open up in February. We hope to see you at Recharge on March 25th. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk. We are here with uh, Heartland MLS President Angela Lofton. Angela, thank you for being here with us today. And for the record, you are not being live streamed. No one sees you. Alex is just being a jerk. <laughs> thank you for that. You're nice welcome. sweats, Angela. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm the one in sweats. Angela actually looks like she's in a really nice, pretty sweater. I'm literally. I'm not a sweater, but I do have on the leggings. <laughs> okay. I got the yoga pants on too, so it's fine. Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Angela, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. I'm excited to ask you some really hard and pressing questions about Heartland MLS and about the direction of the MLS and Uh, where we're going from here. I want to talk about waivers. Can we talk about? Oh, no. (laughs) Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Bad connection. (laughs) (laughs) New phone. Who did this? Yeah, it's fine. So, Angela, for those who do not know you, who are you? What's, what's your background? What's your history? How did you end up sitting in the chair you're sitting in right now? With a very, I like your mirror behind you, by the way. It's pretty pretty. Oh, thank you. Except that light. Um, it has been a long journey. Um, getting, well, I've been in real estate since 2004. And I've been with Remax quite a few years of that, about 11 years of that. And uh, several years back, several people encouraged me to get involved, to get more involved. And I started joining some committees and I'm pretty social. I'd like to meet new people and get out there and, you know, get things going. And that kind of led me to the MLS side of things. A friend um, that was on the board at the time really encouraged me and wanted me to do it. And I hesitated at first because I'm not a lover of being put on the spot but I have um, embraced it and I love it and I hope it never ends, but eventually they're going to get sick of me and 
kick me off. So kick you yeah. off. Yeah. We're going to the ride while we have it. No, I don't think that happens. That's things. Yeah. So that's me. I mean, I, um, pretty boring. I don't, you know, I work and like all of us just trying to raise a family and make it through all this crazy last year. Well, tell us a little bit about your family. Who's all in your family? Cause they're, they're obviously they're important people to you. And what did you do before you came to real estate? Like how did you end up in real estate? Well, before I came to real estate, which Alex will laugh at me and he has laughed at me before because he couldn't picture this. I was actually in accounting and I was a full charge bookkeeper for a company, a small company in Lenexa for 11 years before I decided, and I started in real estate part-time and then decided, okay, this, I love it and made the jump to the full-time. Um, I have four kids. One just is 16 today. So I feel really old today and very sad because I know my years are limited with him. Um, so it's a bittersweet birthday. Um, and I have a 13 year old, I have one boy and three girls, 13, 10 and three. So we started again and, um, it's been a great journey. Um, and I'll be really old when she graduates, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, that's about, that's about it. And a new puppy. We have a new puppy. We got him six months ago. So yeah, that's, that's my fifth kid. Mm -hmm. We have a new puppy too, but ours is, we've only had him not even three weeks yet and he's 11 weeks old. So he's. Angela, you're, you're leaving out some of your children. Oh, specifically some kids, some kids of yours. You're leaving out some kids. What kids am I leaving out? Don't you have a bunch of goats? Those oh kind of gosh. Oh yes. I forgot. I forgot. So we did, we moved last year. We started an adventure and purchased uh, 10 acres in Kansas city. We're in Piper school district. If you know where that is kind of by the legends, um, built our final, um, dream house. We're able to do that. And the kids wanted to start a farm. So we have slowly started and we have one goat and one sheep. Which kids? Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. You said the kids. Do you mean your yes. children or the kids? My children. Yeah. Well, children. wanted okay. to start. Yeah. Well, and my husband wanted to start a farm. I'm not a farm girl, but I'm learning. And uh, it's been a really learning process. Having a goat is a lot different than having children or puppies. So I saw your photos of your farm like over Christmas break and it just looks like it's awesome and peaceful and amazing out there. Like it's just like your little slice of America. This is my, I, 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 even though you're not a farm girl and I am a farm girl, I love what you have for yourself. It's amazing out there. Yeah. Thank you. It is amazing. It has been a nice transition. It's very quiet and peaceful. Um, I do love that part of it. It's just an adjustment, you know, getting into the mud and Hugging on a goat is a little different. <laughs> so, yeah. But we're learning. Chickens are next in the okay. spring. Um, so, and... Uh, my, Angela, I got to ask you, what do you do with goats? Um, really nothing. And they do nothing but eat grass. And I know some people have goats and do, you know, you see the goat soap and all that. Angela will not be producing goat soap. <laughs> I am not going them? to milk a goat. So we will have two, we'll have cows coming, a couple cows. Um, we're going to try that and we are going to eat them. So 
and then we'll have chickens in the spring. And I say wool, but I want nothing to do with the chickens. So yeah, they will have those in the spring. So we're going to start a YouTube channel. That's kind of an exciting little thing that my 10 year old wants to do um, for people to follow. So that'll be a new adventure for this next summer. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. And it's funny, you talked about the chickens. So my, my husband's cousin went out of town for a couple of weeks and my husband had to take care of the chickens. And at first he was like, ah, oh, I gotta let them out in the morning and make sure they get back at night, you know, all that. And he grew to love the ch chickens. Like they all had little personality. So I'm excited to hear about your chicken adventures right now. Cause my husband's wanting some and we have an HOA and we can't have chickens. And I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> what kind of chickens are, are, are in the cards? I don't know. You know, I don't even know about chickens yet and kinds. I've seen them on the internet. I see, you know, different people that have chickens on Facebook and they have ones with mohawks and white ones and brown ones. And I, I just know that we're going to, um, I'm going to embrace them and make it kind of a comedy show. So we, we have an acquaintance that has a whole bunch of chickens and she named them after all the Kardashians. And I think that's just hilarious. So I'm like, I've got to find, I'm going to, you know, find something like that so that I can remember who they are and give them, you know, their little personalities. So we'll I see. Like I love it. That'll be a, an adventure for sure. Angela, what so are do you? Oh, go ahead. I was asking a smart ass question about eggs. Like, do you guys like eggs? Are you going to be able to, are you going to be giving away eggs to all your neighbors? What are you going to do with all the the fruit of the labor of the chickens we do but um assuming the chicken is not the fruit well well that's that's like true too yeah but you know i will not be going out to get the eggs the neighbors yeah. and um one is one of my best friends and she says i know we're going to see you out there in a chicken apron you know filling the little holes with eggs that's that's probably not going to happen but um we'll see you like a good tour for your kids yeah, yeah. I'll send yeah. you guys some chicken eggs and we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll do a Zoom on all of our cooking with our eggs. I like it. All right, Alex, you had a legitimate question. I have a feeling. Or maybe not. Well, I, don't know. I wanted to know. So I'm, I am your vice president, which I, I'm very excited about. I mean, is that right? Is that even the right term? Or am I, I, I don't know. I feel like you want me to say something really nice about you right now. I'm 2022 yeah. oh, yes. president yes, that's elect. That's so great. That's what it is. But as your, uh, as my superior, I would like to know what what do you want from me in 2021? What 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 do I need to do for you, Angela? Wow. That's a loaded question, isn't it, Bobby? Well, I'll say as far as a board member on a professional business level, um, I will look for you for support, you know, in different things that arise and how to follow when you, when you get into this, um, there's a lot of different, it's a learning process. I think I've learned so many things and what you don't pick up or you don't know, it's great to have somebody else to ask those questions and to bounce those ideas, uh, positively and negatively off of. So I look forward to, you know, reaching out to you to say, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I think that your opinions are really good. We don't always agree, which is another good thing. I think that, you know, and that's probably why we're friends as well. So I, I was, I was mostly kidding on that question, but 
but I appreciate everything. To not give me a hard time in 2021 because I'll get you, okay, Vox. But I do want to know about your goals for for the coming year. Well, my goals for 21 are really to kind of get us back to the basics from where we've been in such an upset in 2020 and try to help people feel more grounded, open the line of communication between MLS and the members to um, get that. I can remember when I joined and even thinking, oh, there's just these people down there that make all these rules and why are they out to get me? And that's truly not the case. Like we're really here to try to work and, you know, provide cooperation between all of us. It's really in the best interest of the members. And I just want to reach out and open the lines of communication and say, what can we do better for you? And, you know, that whole kind of thing. I think that the waivers, that whole situation, I'm so glad that wasn't my year to handle (laughs) that rodeo. Um, But I think that clear cooperation, Operation has brought about some really positive changes and that the MLS handled them very smoothly. So to just further that into 21 and bring us, unite, unite us. And really in 2020, I realized or my motto was cooperation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be nice to one another, whether it's, over an MLS fine or your file's gone bad or your financing fell through or the other agent and you don't see eye to eye, but just be kind to one another. Be nice. Like Ellen always says, be kind. Yeah. So that's my goal (laughs) to try to stay positive. I like it. So Angela, whenever Alex was being a jackwad and asking you like what (laughs) he could do for you and all, you know, asking basically for a reverse compliment, one of the things you mentioned inside there was that we don't always see eye to eye on all the issues. And I think that's really important for two reasons. Number one is you mentioned when you first got into real estate and what does that group do? They're making all those rules. I think for a lot of our members, they think that everything is just rubber stamped and everyone is fully in agreement and making all these tough, hard rules to make things difficult for everyone. But a lot of some of these things that come along, they've been heavily debated through committee, through exec committee, through board of directors. And there's very rarely does anything ever just come through with our group being rubber stamped. But the second part of that is that everybody still gets along. They don't fight it out. And you guys, you mentioned you guys don't always agree everything, but you're obviously really good friends. And that's the amazing thing that I think that so many of our members don't get to see happen. I I wish that I I almost wish that sometimes, you know, I know that for, confidentiality things like that that the meetings can't but to see the actual heated conversations and the passion that goes into some of those meetings and you're right sometimes it'll be an hour and a half and voices get raised and it's it is heated at times Mm -hmm. but to know and that's that's probably one of the reasons I love it so much is that when I walk in that room I know that I'll walk out of the room with the same respect for those people and they have the same respect for me it's, it's amazing because I wish that we could live our entire lives that way um, mm-hmm. with our, you know, with everything. Um, but it, it is truly a blessing to work with people that can do that and put, and put their personal views aside to come to a conclusion for what's better for the members as a whole. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that. That's so true. 
I think that both of our organizations have some really incredible people working for them. And I think that, I I think that our, one of our best strengths as an organization uh, is our our leadership on both sides of KCRAR and HMLS. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're pretty awesome. Yeah, we are awesome. But I'm really happy to see that, you know, one of your goals this year um, is communication with our members. That was one of my goals last year. I wanted a lot of face to face communication. But how can we serve you better? What are we missing? Obviously, I made the pandemic happen so that we couldn't do that. However, (laughs) I think it's really important that we do that because I can't. I've lost fingers and toes trying to count the number of times I hear agents and members say, Elena's job security is just in finding people. Like that's all she does. She just sits around and looks for ways to find people every day. And that's how she keeps her job is that the fines fund her salary. And it's like, if people only had a clue of some of the stuff that she sees that we see back when I sat on the board, their eyes would be open to why we have to do what we do as an MLS to make it across the board for everyone and not just making small exceptions here and there to the little things that happen. Agents have to remember that not everybody's paid on commission. I mean, Elaine is not getting a cut of those fines. I don't think, think I don't think so. (laughs) They they do. They think she gets a percentage. She she gets 3% or 6% or 2% or 1% or 5%. Sorry. I had to cover my bases there of, (laughs) of the fines. Come on, well, and no. they think that they think she gets joy out of finding them. They think she gets joy out of fighting with them. That's right. that's like my thing too. Or that that it, it always stuns me that there are eleven thousand people, but Elena, they think that Elena just sits there at the desk like, what what can I do? Who am I going to find right, right. today? And that's truly not the case. Most of the time, it's computer generated, and um, sometimes it's an error. It's a computer system, you know. Some and we. And we understand, and I think we need to do better with for sending that out to our members that we're not out to get you. And it's not, sometimes it's just a mistake. We all make mistakes. It's not about um, that you were maliciously trying to do something. So right. yeah, and poor Elena, I know that she handles a lot and uh-huh, she is so appreciated and she's an amazing person. And there are so many people behind the scenes that are so amazing that just, just nobody has a clue. They just don't know. So I would love to get them kind of up in the front too to let people know that these people have families. They're real people. That's right. They're real fe- They're real people. And they're like the nicest. Elena is one of the nicest people ever. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Yes. And she She's has them. So sweet. Gosh. I would love to have her come over here and handle our circus for a while. She is so calm and I've never heard her blow up in certain instances where I would have just blown up. You know, yeah. you try to remain calm, but she has that very good demeanor. So yeah. Yeah. she's awesome. We've I've got great staff. I've been in her office before when someone's like literally screaming curse words at her and telling her what a horrible human being she is. And she just sits there and calmly takes it. And you know, and it's like, I, I could not do what she does. Oh, There's no, never not. I'd be fired the first week. <laughs> It's a special person. It does. It does. Take a, and yeah. that's the thing is that so much of our staff, especially, you know, I think some of our KCRER staff, they are able to get out in front of our membership more. Derek and Jeff and we Kip's on both sides. Uh, Amber a little bit. Emily. The members are able to see our KCRER side. They don't really see the HMLS staff, except they no. just get emails from them telling them this is changing. You can't do that. That's all they see from them. They don't see the humans behind. So I, I'm excited to see how we bring some humanity. 
Yeah, because even sometimes if I get a, you know, I, we've all gotten a warning or something and you think, what? That didn't happen. Who said that? What are you talking about? But I mean, you know, yeah, I get it. So, yeah. yep. I hope that that comes to life this year. I mean, hopefully we will. Um, that's my crusade. That's my mission anyway. So, Angela, do you want to give your personal phone number out over the line so that anybody <laughs> that has any questions about Heartland MLS or has any problems <laughs> can can reach out to you directly? Let yeah, it's 661-1600. Well done. That's the uh, KCRR not line, but no. Let me just tell you, as an, as an immediate past president speaking to a current president, they They'll find, find you. your number. They They'll find, find it. The yeah. number of people that, let's see, what was the latest thing? Oh, what do you do adopted, for a living again, Angela? When we I'm had, sorry. When AR, just adopted that 10.5, the code of ethics, you know, what you say on social media. The number of members that found my personal phone and left me really mean messages about what a horrible human being that I was and that I should, <laughs> I'm a Marxist and I should resign immediately. And I just was the number of, so it, they, they find you, they know how to find you. Just, wow. Yeah, fun. Good times. So just screen your calls that's all i'm going to suggest to you yeah so don't answer my phone for the next year <laughs> if they're not saved in your phone let them leave a message figure out what they want some of them Whew. yeah I, right. I walked into a couple of those phone calls all right what else what else we got alex hey angela bobby's last question is always is there something that we haven't asked you that we should have asked you or is there something you want to talk about today? Other than goats and chickens? No. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. For the now I'll be known as the goat lady. Yeah, that's already. No, I don't think so. Well, We've covered I, everything. Um, can I put you on the spot? Yeah, you're going yeah, to. Of course, you, you, you're going to anyway. You alluded to them in your in your speech, but I wanted to see if you wanted to talk about some people, uh, or and you alluded to them earlier. Uh, in the podcast, but I wanted to see if you wanted to talk just a little bit about um, how influential um, certain people were in uh, your upbringing within the association and, and how, what those people meant to you. You can try. Um, it's well, okay. There, um, that one of my good wow, friends. Alex. I know, but I think it's important, and I think that it'll resonate with people. I know, I know. I told you I was, I told you I was going to bring out the hard questions. It is, and I'm having flashbacks, but it's getting hot in here. It's getting warm in here. You know, um, when I, my good friend Janice Lindbergh, when she was the president at the time, we had been friends for quite a time, and she had been a mentor in my life in real estate and um, learning all kinds of things with family life and just in general. And she kept trying to pry into me and say, or, you know, get me to, you know, to volunteer. And she kept saying, Hey, you know, are you interested in MLS? I'm on the board. I think it's something you would love. And I think you would, it's just, it seems like a good fit. And I was like, Oh, no way. I'm just, I'm not, I don't put myself out there like that. Um, and it all, it reminds me of your, one of your podcasts that I listened to and Bobby was talking about a book that you had read and it, it was recently, and it was about not taking the risk is worse than the risk itself. And that really resonated with me, by the way. And 
So I decided to take the risk and I'm so glad I did because now years later, it, I mean, it completely changed my life. I, I was so, I was still so much younger than I feel like, and I still continue to grow every year. Then, um, once I finally did make the step, Kathy Holfelder and her were really good friends. So Kathy kind of encouraged me when I said, Kathy, I can't do this. I can't go any further. I don't want to be treasured. Like I have to read numbers and you know, I, I'm not sure I'm built for that. And even though I went to school for that, but still, um, and she, you'll, you'll, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Um, I encourage you to continue on in some aspects, you know, with the associations and I'm glad I listened. Unfortunately, we've lost both of them. Um, you know, so, but it's, it's a lot of times I, I know that they're looking down laughing, thinking, whole oh boy because I know if they were here behind the scenes with me you know it would just be whatever so I, I know that they're happy that I chose to listen to them and continue on Greg Davidson I always have to kind of you know say thank you he brought me on to and gave me a chance to even go a little step further uh, bringing me onto executive committee one year and took a chance I mean Greg only knew me from the board not real personally but he he took a chance on me and I totally appreciate that. But all the people nonetheless on the board and the people that I work with and the friends that I've collected along the way and even uh, Alex, you and um, Michael and several people on the board that I've got to become really good friends with it. It was definitely a game changer. And Kathy and Janice looking back, well, they sure knew what they were talking about, even though I thought, oh, they're crazy. They just, you know, that's not me. And they were right. It's me. And yeah, I'm so happy. And now they still shine on through you. You know, we can still see yeah. Janice and Kathy shining on through you. Mm -hmm. And they're still here with us today because you're the product. You're here. So I can hear some you. of the advice from them. You know, they were different personalities. Mm -hmm. Kathy was very cool and calm and collected. Where Janice was very heavy and, you know, a hothead at times. But she maintained her professionalism. Um, so to see both sides of how they handled a lot of the situations was, yeah, it's, it's stuck with me and resonated with me over the years. And to see how different people in leadership, even, you know, you and KCRIR, and to see the, the leadership is just, it's an inspiration to me, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, Angela, I appreciate you talking about it a little bit because you're, um, first of all, knowing uh, even before you talked about it at your um, at your installation speech, um, knowing how close you were with Janice um, and with Kathy um, has been important for me to kind of watch and be inspired by because I know that there are so many people who encourage me to uh, get started as well. And we all have those people. And people, if you're not involved in, in leader, association leadership, um, there are just people that have mentored you through um, this business and who have meant so much to you and have become like a, a second family. And I, I still have so many, of, I have so many of those relationships and um, I, I, it's so important to me um, to not take those relationships for, for granted at all and, and to make sure to, to learn all that I can because our time is always limited that's just the the nature of it so thanks. i know that it wasn't a fun question to answer but i appreciate you <laughs> you 
Good. It wasn't. And I encourage everyone that like, if you're listening to this, I encourage everyone to reach out to, you know, an agent in your office, an agent that, you know, a friend that, you know, and encourage them to get involved. Maybe it may not be at this level, but maybe on a committee. Um, mm -hmm. Since I've been in my office several years over the years, I'm so happy now that I've convinced several of them to get involved in committees, whether it be the event committee or the forums or, you know, whatever it may be, but they meet those new people and they make those great relationships because real estate is not about what's underneath your brokerage roof. That's, that's definitely not what it's about and making the relationships with the other agents out there and those friends, you're right. Those lasting relationships. Yep. Life is too short. Yep. And we're not all competitors. We all have to cooperate. Together oh, at some point. Yeah. And I mean, and it's all about, um, you know, for me, I what I always tell you know the agents in my office it's about the customer too it's about your client it's what's best for them so let's work together to achieve that end goal now I know it's not all roses and rainbows but you have to objectively be able to put that aside after sometimes the screaming and the yelling and get back to you know back to the basics figure it out. <laughs> When you go into the transaction with the mindset of this is my competitor and I'm fighting with them and this is what we're going to do, it starts to deteriorate yeah. before it even starts. When you go in, we want right. to work together for the betterment of both sides. It, the transactions usually go a little better. Now you can only control yourself. You have to be other person's thinking the same thing. No, we control what we control. Angela, thank you so much for your time here today. You, I know you, you were apprehensive about this and yet you've been absolutely amazing. You've done a great job. So thank you well, thank for you. your time. Thank you guys. Thanks us. for having me. You're great, Angela. Yep.